Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, it's tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could join us as well. When you hear talk about immigration or deportation, these may seem like words that are very far from us. But our next guest has written a book that is so powerful because it looks at the impact of things like immigration and deportation on the most vulnerable, namely children. We're excited to welcome Sylvia Rodriguez-Vega to our program today. Her new book is called Drawing Deportation, Art and Resistance Among Immigrant Children. We'll talk to Sylvia not only about the work she's devoted herself to, but also what it's been like for her to earn the trust of children being able to share their work and the lessons that all of us can be able to learn to not only think about the numbers, but also the lives impacted as well. If you all are just now hearing about Drawing Deportation, we'll let you guys know how to get your own copy of the book. But Sylvia, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Thanks so much for having me. So this book, Sylvia, as soon as it was pitched to me, I was automatically intrigued by it. You may not know this, Sylvia. My radio audience knows I'm also a visual artist as well. And one thing I've definitely have learned is the impact um, that the visual arts in particular have on our lives. What was it like for you, Sylvia, to see how through art, how these children were speaking their own truth to you? It was so powerful, and for me, it really touched me, but what really captivated me was when I saw children connect with each other on a shared experience that they both had. Um, if I can just describe one of the images sure. that first captivated me was um, a home that was inside of a cage, and underneath it read, Immigration is Making Everything Fall Apart. And everything is frowning, the sun, the flowers, and there's three people inside of the home that they feel they can't get out of their home, that they live in a cage. And so that really spoke to me, and I wanted as many people as possible to be able to see this image and many others like it. And, and Sylvia, there's so many different components of this, and I think, as I said in my introduction, I think one of the main things here to be commended for is the trust area, because I have definitely learned in my work with young people here in Mississippi, that is one, one of the hardest things to get sometimes for young people to trust you so that they will feel comfortable opening up. What was that like for you to have that gift given to you of having the trust of these young people and being able to help share their stories? It was a huge responsibility. Um, I felt that I had to work really hard to earn their trust. Um, and I worked with them for over a year as a community center mentor. So I knew them. I helped them with their homework. I spent time with them. I met their families. And I think even then it was hard to connect because especially when children are going through something so difficult, they tend to guard that, especially when it comes to immigration, something that is kind of secretive and, and can put your family in danger. And so it just took a, it took a long time, but I feel like art has the power of being not only, you know, an icebreaker, but to really um, understand a, a way of communicating things that are difficult to verbally say. And so 
through art and the opportunity to create art together, I think that's when our trust deepened and um, they were able to share these images with me. And Sylvia, I should say as a little bit of backstory for our audience, for those who may just be new to you and also the book, let's go back and talk about, you mentioned, of course, you know, working with them during this period of time. How did the idea for the book come about? So I was working with these children in 2008 in Arizona, and we were basically doing a summer art camp and culminating with the major mural project. And I asked the kids, hey, what do you want the mural to be about? And one of the kids, he was nine years old, and he said, I want a mural about peace. And I said, that sounds wonderful, but can you tell me what peace looks like to you? And his answer was, peace looks like Sheriff Joe Arpaio shaking hands with a Mexican. Mm. And that was such a powerful image that this young person painted in my mind. Um, and other kids resonated with them. They started sharing stories about um, immigration raids that were happening in their communities, about family members that were detained or deported. And they became super invested in communicating what they wanted to see in the community through this mural. Unfortunately, the mural was not um, approved because it was going to be possibly controversial. And so I asked kids, can you write something about why this matters to you? Maybe a poem, a letter, a drawing. And I collected over 100 materials that day that were so powerful. And that was the moment where I knew that I don't know, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I wanted to publish this. And I wanted people to be able to see for themselves what children experience. Right. And I think it, there's so many layers of this as well, Sylvia, as you know, in, in putting the book together. And uh, I'm curious for yourself, because one thing that's very difficult for me sometimes, especially when it comes to children or the elderly, is that it's hard to let them go. Once you, you know what they're dealing with, know what their feelings are, knowing how they feel like they're being seen, it's hard to let that go. Was that difficult for you to hear these stories, to see this work, to know what these young people were experiencing, um, was it was it easy for you to let it go? I don't think so. I think it was something that that first image that I described really impacted me, um, not only because I met these young people and I knew them and I cared about them, but also because it really resonated with my own life. I also am an immigrant. My family came to the U.S. when I was three years old and our visas expired. So I, I intimately knew the fears of uh, family separation and a family member being taken away. And so I, I saw that this was like a mirror that really reflected back my experience and, and that of many others. And so it really set me on a course that was committed to learning as much as possible, not only about art, but also about immigration policies, about how to work with young people, about how to think about trauma and the brain. Um, and, and then it became a scholarly project that lasted, you know, half of my life. Um, and so I, I felt deeply committed to it from the beginning. You mentioned Arpaio in, uh, in the chapter that immediately came to my mind was Chapter 3, Sylvia, of the book, um, Response Children in Arizona. And there's that, 
I mean, very heartbreaking picture in that chapter where the man um, that's drawn from a 17-year-old, uh, Sandra, with a hat on, is, is pointing at, at another individual and saying, you look Mexican. And the person says, but I'm a citizen. I, I think, you know, that is one of the sad things about what's happened in these conversations, which was why I mentioned in my uh, my introduction that unfortunately we we hear these numbers and and I think Sylvia there's a lot of people we hear these numbers we hear these things and it just becomes a blur right because we don't we don't know individuals we feel like we you know it's so separated from us have you found that in conversations about this book in showing the artwork talking about these conversations that it is helping people to humanize the individuals that you're talking about and their plight and what they've gone through Absolutely. I feel that art has a way of speaking to us in a way that connects to our own experiences in life. And often I feel like people are very divorced from what is happening, especially when there are so many numbers of, of people coming and we hear about it on the news and maybe people are exhausted of hearing about it. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to remember that these are individuals that have so many hopes and dreams that want to be with their families, that seek happiness, that if conditions were better in their homeland, they wouldn't want to come. Um, and more more than that, we all come from families um, that also, you know, thinking about the history of the U.S., um, we, we construed this country as a place that was friendly towards immigrants and that people could come and um, have a better life. And Sylvia, I don't want to let my industry, media, off the hook. You address media. In fact, in that chapter I referenced, you mentioned Arpaio. You know, some people crave the attention, right? I mean, we've seen it even this year already, individuals trying to politicize um, what's happening at the border and politicize, um, you know, the idea of, of migrants and kind of creating their own narrative. What was it like for you to see how these young people uh, were impacted by the media's depiction of them? Yeah, the media was so prominent in the drawings. I also interviewed families and children. I conducted surveys, but the drawings and the theater performances really communicated the way that children are very attuned to media narratives especially about immigrants, and they really internalize these. Um, For example, during our time working together, the election was happening, and so almost every day there was a new story about the policies that the different candidates were going to propose and and, um, do, and so children had strong reactions to especially the things that Trump was saying, the things about the border wall, calling children who are Central American future criminals or Mexicans rapists, all of those things really um, hit children very hard, and and they were paying attention. Even though sometimes adults, we think that children are living in a a bubble, but they're very attuned to what is happening in the media. That's a great point. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, is on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're speaking today with Sylvia Rodriguez-Vega today about her new book, Drawing Deportation, Art and Resistance Among Immigrant Children. We're going to remind you also how you can um, to get your own copy of the book and stay connected with Sylvia. So, Sylvia, um, as time has gone on um, from when this project initially started, did your 
mission for the book, I'll use that word, or your intent for the book, did it evolve as well? Or did the reason why this project appealed to you initially, is that kind of what drove you through the end? I think it, it probably evolved. Um, initially, I just wanted to literally publish these images and have them in as many people's hands. Um, but I knew that I wanted it to be a project that had some weight in terms of having placing this in a historical context. Um, and that just involved me learning a lot. It took me to graduate school and to a PhD where I did this project again with children in California. Um, and during that time, I included all of these methodologies and you know, rigorous training that I received in, in my graduate work um, to be able to capture a deeper story, to be able to capture the nuances of children's lives and of their families. Um, and so this led to creating a curriculum that was bilingual for a sixth grade theater class. And I taught that class for two years. Eventually, now I see this book as a tool for educators, for psychologists, for parents, for teachers, for anyone that works with children, and not only that are immigrant children, but these topics, um, there are many topics that children can benefit from using art and creativity. Um, there are many things that are going on in society that are difficult for them to talk about, and I feel like this is a, a powerful tool that they should have. Such a great point, and it's such a great message for sure. I, I'm curious um, about the children and the book. Um, have you been able to share it with them and to see their response as well, Sylvia? I'm thinking about them so much. Um, probably every day I think about a different child and how they're doing. And yeah. unfortunately, because I did this through an academic process, um, I had to create, have this um, IRB, it's called, and it basically outlines rules and regulations for how to do research. And because mm -hmm. I'm engaging a very vulnerable population, one of the criteria was that I I don't keep identifiable information like names and phone okay. numbers and contacts okay. um, for their own safety. And so, sadly, I haven't been able to be in touch with them, but I, I think about them often. Yeah, I can. I, I I definitely have no doubt about that because it's like I said, just reading the book and seeing the images, and some of them are just so so heartbreaking. I don't have children of my own, but it it is just to think of a child, the things they experience, the things that you, and I, and I, what I would say to our audience, Sylvia, and I'm, I'm curious to see your thoughts about this. I, I think, you know, we think about our own families, I'll just say families, and how we want the best for them. And I think what this book reminds me is that everybody wants that. And I think to, unfortunately, there are so many people who have been mischaracterized. Um, they have been pigeonholed. They have been stereotyped. And I think especially individuals in minority communities, we all know what that's like. So why would we want to do that to another group uh, to put them in that situation? Mm -hmm. Is that also part of the conversation you're hearing, Sylvia, that it is making us kind of think about ourselves and how the same things that we want to be seen, to be valued, uh, to be respected are the same things that these that these immigrant children want as well? Absolutely. I mean, just thinking about what happened in 2008 when families were separated, toddlers and babies separated from their parents on purpose as 
the, the pain and the cruelty and the suffering was the point of that policy, of the zero tolerance policy. And people were, were just completely um, dumbfounded by such a terrible policy that created so much suffering. And we often forget that this policy wasn't new and that there have been many times in our history where people have been made to suffer. Um, if we think about the Japanese internment camps, you know, complete communities of, of U.S. citizen Japanese families taken into these camps. If we think about the Native American boarding schools where children were taken from their communities and forcibly um, assimilated and stripped of their language and, and beliefs, um, or even enslavement and, and the sale of, of children um, and the separation of families there, it's, it's, it has a long history of roots. Um, and I think that when we for, try to forget about it and not deal with that, we tend to repeat it. And unfortunately, I think this is what is happening today is that we are playing with people's lives. Um, we're using them as scapegoats to the many things that are happening in society. And ultimately, that creates suffering for them and eventually for us as well, for everyone. Yeah, I think that is it. And, and I think, too, it's such a an interesting thing to be able to remember because we all have heard that saying, out of the mouths of babes. But I think, too, this book shows out of the minds of babes as well and and how we have to be so careful um, because children do mirror what they what they hear and see and it's so easy for us again um, to allow the way that people are devalued in the media or by those in positions of authority and how that impacts them and how they see themselves and I think in a bigger point how other people see them so sylvia what is your hope when people pick up drawing deportation uh, and of course they're going to be struck by the different accounts as you're able to talk about with the children but what do you hope they leave the book with i hope that they leave the book knowing that children of immigrants are going through this really difficult time um and they need resources and tools to help them process it. Most of the children in the U.S. who are part of immigrant families are U.S. citizens, almost the majority of them. And therefore, they are going to continue to live in this country and be part of our society and become a, a great portion of the adult population. And it's so important for all of us that these children continue to transition into adulthood in healthy and productive and, and ways that um, that are healthy for them and for us. And so I hope that people are able to feel some sort of empowerment when they read the book and that they are able to have conversations with people that um, might not have the same opinion as them. Yeah. Those conversations are so important, which is why I'm glad you're able to spark those with a book like this, Sylvia. Again, everyone, Sylvia Rodriguez-Vega has been our guest. The book is Drawing Deportation, Art and Resistance Among Immigrant Children. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com. You all can be able to get it there. It's published by New York University Press as well. Sylvia, really appreciate this time. How can our audience stay connected with you? Yeah, they can reach me on my website at Sylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A, RodriguezVega.com, and I look forward to hearing people's thoughts. 
All right. Sylvia, again, congratulations to you. Glad we had a chance to have this conversation today and looking forward to speaking with you again. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Cyrus. Hey, more than welcome. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.